Welcome everybody to the Be Brilliant People podcast. Thanks for listening to the show and for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Let's get into it. Hello and uh, welcome to the Be Brilliant People podcast with me, your host, Mike Bedford. And uh, for today's episode, uh, we're taking the show outdoors and I'm absolutely be joined by the neurodivergent coach george hi george good morning good morning good morning mike good morning everybody listening yeah really looking forward to this one mate um it's been ages since we spoke first of all hasn't it so long time coming really glad we're here and uh, yeah hope you're all having a um super day so far thanks george and hopefully he says fingers crossed we'll stay connected during this oh, call i've got everything crossed <laughs> this is the one this is the one <laughs> Listen, listeners, we've been having some real fun with trying to uh, trying to do this live outdoor podcast today so far, but we're not giving up. We're both of us absolutely determined we're going to make this work because we so passionately believe in the power of outdoors and outdoor coaching and the mindset and the well-being and mental health benefits of being outdoors. So we're going to kind of wrap that all together. We're going to kind of talk a little bit about George is going to tell us about himself and what he does and kind of the benefits and, and everything else. Uh, and, and listen, we're just going to have a really good conversation about all of these things and, and bring it all, all all together. So we're we're both really kind of pumped and excited for this uh, this podcast today. But listen, before we get into any of that, why don't George? Why don't you start with you just telling us a little bit about who you are and 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 what you do, uh, just for the benefit of our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, fantastic to meet you all. Uh, my name's George. I'm the ND coach. Um, so my mission is to work with uh, so many awesome neurodivergent adults uh, to promote uh, exercise and physical movement that means to our days and our lives to see, you know, huge physical and huge mental health benefits. Um, the reason, you know, I do this work and the reason I kind of embarked on to make this my mission um, is, you know, growing up, I was grateful for an early diagnosis with Tourette's syndrome um, and undiagnosed ADHD also kind of coming in early adult life. Um, but, you know, exercise, and movement that was always my maybe I didn't know at the time but that was always me you know taking care of myself and almost leveling my brain out my whole life um, and it's only really until I got to young adulthood that I realized that was the case and I really explored and don't you know dive deeper into the fact that this is why I do it um, and really started to explore the mental health benefits of uh, physical exercise especially for neurodiverse minds um, and that is what I'm kind of hoping to bring to the table um, week by week at the moment with my work um, and you know reach out and help as many um, amazing people in our community as I possibly can. No, that's fantastic, George. That's fantastic, and I'm sure you'll uh, you'll talk to us more about kind of the work that you do and kind of what that some of that what involves and how the outdoor kind of uh, nature element of that kind of helps support that um, as well as we kind of get into that as well. But I think another kind of uh, for the context and for the benefits of, of of our listeners as well, another kind of reason why I wanted to connect with you as well is that what you've already kind of expressed there, George, is that we're both kind of on the on the spectrum, albeit kind of have different characteristics. Um, we're both on the spectrum. So I thought it would also be a, a very interesting and great meeting of minds as well today on, on the podcast. And I thought that might kind of play out quite nicely on the on today's show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. The way, um, yeah, I, think always, I always love speaking to, you know, people in the community because, you know, number one, we've always, always all kind of had this baseline and understanding and respect for each other almost. Um, but like you said, there's so many good, you know, creative thoughts and conversations that come out of these these types of kind of calls, podcasts and meetings. So, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm buzzing for sure. No, me too, me too. And I think the, the beauty of certainly how I like to kind of run this podcast is is that it's just, if you can, if we blank our minds out almost and think that, you know, th- there are no listeners listening to the show, George, and it's just me and you having a conversation. And then the mm. listeners are essentially kind of like a fly on the wall listening into our conversation. I think that, that adds real value, I think, because it, for me, one of my core values, George, is around authenticity and being authentic um, as well. And, you know, I'll share with you and I'll share with listeners as well that that's something for a large percentage of my life I really struggled with. Mm-hmm. I really kind of did mask for a, for a long time. And to give, again, to give context to the listeners okay. about masking, you know, people in the community, in the neurodivergent community, will certainly be f- familiar with some of these terms as well, but I'll try to contextualise it so that everyone can understand as well. So the masking for me feels very much around that not really being able to be your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly I 
I've felt for a large percentage of my life until later in adult life when I kind of got the diagnosis and I started to really embrace who I was as a person and kind of live my true authentic life. You know, I did kind of wear that mask and wasn't able to kind of be authentic or be my authentic self. So for me, that's really important um, as well. And I'd be interested to kind of to, to kind of hear your story, perhaps then, George, a little bit about, you know, how you've kind of been able to perhaps, you know, A, have you kind of in your life kind of masked and, and kind of how have you kind of helped take that mask off and then start to kind of live the authentic life what's helped you to do that how have you got about doing that yeah no awesome question and literally as you were speaking then I was kind of smiling to myself here because you know it's it's so similar uh kind of in the way that my my kind of life played out also it's um yeah so kind of from the top I as I say kind of really grateful and I kind of found out I suppose early in my life you know um, that was the case and you know the only time really you know my whole life really close friends and my family kind of knew, obviously, growing up, it was kind of, they, they, they were really people I told. Um, at a year four, until I got to year four in school, um, and I did kind of like a topic talk on it. You know, I was kind of comfortable, confident in myself at that time to do it. And I kind of, you know, uh, did a topic talk uh, to my class about Tourette's, you know, Tourette's syndrome and how you know, that can impact daily life for, you know, myself and others, the statistics and so on like that. Um, and then being honest, from that point onward, after that year, really, I went into, you know, full mask mode. I didn't tell anyone mm. for, for probably you know i'm 25 now i didn't really speak openly about it at all until i was just before COVID, really so just kind of the, t- the the start of 2020 where you know i got to a point where i thought you know what like why don't you know i understand my mind you know why don't i why why don't i try you know i'd never even spoken to anybody else with you know any other neurodiverse conditions i hadn't reached out to anyone nor had i wanted to um you know and for t- full transparency and kind of open and honest with you as well like a lot of my life yeah. I kind of deflected and defended. I, you know, I say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm neurotypical. I just carry on. I kind of, you know, mm-hmm. stiff up lip. I just, I just get on with it. Um, and I, that was my way of, you know, you know, helping myself and coping at some point, you know, and I'd never regret that. I'd always think that that was what I needed at the time and it worked for me. So whatever we do for work, we have to kind of, you know, embrace. And if it works for us, then we, we roll with it. Um, but yeah, and it was kind of the last few years, really, just the more light bulb conversations and the more realizations of like, yeah, I do that too. Well, like that, that's what I, I think like that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of all led to this beautiful snowball effect of where we are now, really, and really embracing. You know, I think the great stuff happens when you really embrace everything about yourself, and that's that's kind of been the that's been the main discovery for me. I think. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, and I guess one of my questions around that, George, was then what. What what would you say the difference feels like between not living your authentic life and wearing a mask and actually getting to that point where you have that epiphany, where you mm. can take that mask off? What does that feel like? Can you define that? Can you describe that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great question. It's a really it's a, it's a really tricky and hard one to answer. And about you know equally <laughs> that that they are the best questions. It's you know it's it's one of those. It's now, when I say masking, I mean, it was a lot of my time I'd suppress, you know, especially with Tourette's, I'd kind of suppress. So I kind of hide and keep all my ticks and all my energy inside as much as I possibly could. Um, so I guess the main thing I can kind of think about is like, you know, in terms of embracing what I am and what I, you know, the way I act and the way I think is, I'm in kind of, you know, almost not complete control, but I'm kind of in much more control of myself. I allow myself more freedom. I allow myself okay. more headspace to think, like, you know, it's okay while you're doing this because, you know, this is you. Instead of sitting there kind of almost fighting myself in my mind yeah. and physically sometimes say, right, stop doing this, you know. And of, of course, I'd be, I'd be, you know, completely blind to say there aren't situations where I do that now, you know. Um, I've had a few difficult situations with that recently where you do have to suppress. And that is just the case because, you know, you don't have to in a sense, but, you know, sometimes you want to. And that is that, that that's absolutely fine. Um, and, you know, you see you see glimpses of those, you know, those times in the past where you kind of spend all this energy, mental and physical strength as well, kind of masking yourself as we've spoke about, um, you know, because you're not fully aware and you're not fully acceptance of yourself. Um, but now it just makes the whole process a lot easier. You know, it gives yourself a lot more freedom, a lot more mental clarity where you think, OK, well, on the days that, you know, I do have to kind of, you know, maybe suppress a little bit or maybe just kind of help myself a bit more. Um, you kind of have a lot more understanding of why you're doing it. So I, I guess that, I hope that answers the question. I probably rambled on a bit as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer, George. No, for I sure. Um, I think what, what certainly what I heard there was kind of around that kind of being kind to yourself as well. 
and giving yeah. yourself those um, those permissions and, and, and that recognizing and realization that it's it's okay just to kind of not be normal as well mm. and, and kind of not have to kind of fit in with whatever the kind of normal is um, as well. Uh, and I kind of that, that sort of resonates quite strongly with me as well. And I think listening to what you've just said there and reflecting on that, and I know certainly when I talked about kind of that masking element from my own um, perspective, there's lots of synergies and similarities there, certainly in terms of how I always struggled by fighting against against myself I guess you know against mm. kind of who I was as a person and kind of trying to kind of fit into that that box and that pigeonhole of what normal is as well and kind of really suppressing all of the kind of yeah there's challenges but all of the kind of like the benefits and the great strengths of being a neurodivergent person as well and kind of all of the the energy the creativity that that gives you that different lateral sort of style of thinking as well that that brings to the table and actually unleashing that I think for me when when actually I got to that point and it's not easy is it getting to that point easy you know as well you know actually getting to that point is is is, is a journey and it takes time it's a journey of self-discovery and reflection as well isn't it as well and a lot of kind of hard questions for yourself really as well to get that acceptance of yourself I think is what I've heard so mm-hmm. far in our conversation I don't know what your thoughts that's kind of like my kind of what I thought I've heard but what, what are your thoughts on that yeah no I completely agree completely agree and it's what I love always about these conversations is how different our paths are to get in there you know not only in terms of kind of the length of time the point of life we reach them but like you know how we get there or what's like mm. driven us or what's kind of made us like sit down and you know sometimes for some it is you know like you say you, like you said earlier it's just that epiphany or well, some, yeah. you know, a, a really strong, slow build-up of time. Um, but the beautiful thing is we all come to the same space. We all come to a place where we can fully accept ourselves. And by doing that, like you said there, we unlock, you know, creativity. We unlock thoughts. We unlock all these things that not only can inspire us to work, start new businesses, mm. you know, excel at our profession. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So I, I always love finding that out about the paths and how we get to the point where we are, like we're in. Like, luckily speaking about now you know absolutely absolutely and and, and certainly in coaching um yeah. terms we talk a lot about um purpose and alignment with i love that that kind of um visualization there of a path as well by the way it says as i'm literally walking along an outdoor trail <laughs> of, of, of yeah <laughs> Of, it, of was the, a, it was a case of saying what you see for me there. <laughs> total visual analogies there. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, but that, that path and that kind of um, alignment with your sense of purpose is kind of, again, it's that golden thread running through this conversation, isn't it? That alignment with that sense of purpose, your values and the core and the core of who you are as, mm. as, a, as a human being as well. And if, 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 if you kind of certainly as a coach, when I'm working with clients, very much spend quite a bit of time initially and up front exploring that kind of like that that purpose and that alignment as well so and again you know from the benefit of uh, my own experience while every client's journey is completely uh, different and, and my journey is not going to be the same as their journey mm. but that kind of that golden thread and that theme of, of of alignment to that sense of purpose I think runs throughout nearly all of us as human beings as well and when we don't have that alignment with our purpose our values with our sense of who we are as a human being it's that that point then of where you have that disconnect isn't it and that dissonance which yeah. I talked about there sharing examples of our own journeys and experiences where perhaps we were disconnected and we had dissonance from who we were as people what do you think about that yeah yeah no, it's um yeah exactly that and when we're talking about kind of coaching then the points you kind of raised there about kind of coaches and how we see and interact and you know look after and talk to our clients it's it's something that i've certainly found in terms of the coaching side of things like the level of understanding and the level level of care 
you know we have towards you know the people we coach but also kind of back at us you know the the depth of kind of they the depth that they want to go in to kind of you know mm. make sure that the help and support and coaching they're getting is you know bang on the money is I mm. think the conversations we have I think we're on such a good level um, and I think that the benefits that brings in coaching is that you know we we can we, you know we never kind of completely 100 fully you know, understand everyone but what I think our you know neurodiversity allows us to do is have a deeper level of understanding to the people we're working with, to the people we're coaching and being coached by, because we really do care and we actually we we understand like where you're coming from. I know mm. more often than not we are open to kind of these kind of honest conversations because we appreciate that you know the person on the end of the phone or the meeting is probably you know they've got a good chance of understanding me and they are they really can help me because they've been there mm. before. Um, you know we talk about the path and the roads to get there. You know we wouldn't be in the positions we're in now if we kind of you know, didn't have the purpose like we've just spoken about. If we sat down mm. and think, well, I, I I have this to offer and I've spent you know a good part of my life working on this or you know, professionally or for myself, um, you know, we, we, we bring that together to create that purpose and to create that offering for people. Um, so I think, yeah, the kind of takeaway from that part there, I think was the deep level of understanding we have for one another in, in the coaching space. Um, as we're speaking about there, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's so powerful and it's so powerful into getting results as well. Mm, mm, no, thank you. Thanks for sharing that, George. Um, yeah, I, I wondered perhaps if you could um, share with us then a little bit about kind of keeping with that same theme about kind of your coaching. Tell us about your coaching, George. Tell us about what it is that you do and how you do it and how you work with clients and what that looks like and what some of the results have been with your clients, maybe what some of the challenges have been as well around working with some of your clients. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, so I'll answer that question back to front. So, just the way it will work better for me, I think. Is, yeah, please. Yeah, the, the, the challenges are, you know, I, I work with kind of um, neurodivergent adults on a one-to-one basis in terms of kind of one-to-one coaching or programming. Um, and I also offer kind of coaching for uh, companies also. And I'll pick that up in a little bit. Um, but yeah, focus on the one-to-one basis and the challenges are, you know, the challenges kind of I put out there and ask people if they're having or they come to me and say, these are the challenges I'm having are, you know, creating structure, and you know realizing and finding out what actually works for them when we say exercise because you know something i'm quite strong about is finding what works for you and exercise is such a huge huge thing to get right um because exercise to some of us can mean right you know go and run a marathon or exercise to some of us Mm. is you know just walking the dog or walking up the stairs to your home office Mm. like so Mm. it's really first of all narrowing down you know what is it you're looking for? You know, what do you need? Like, what do you do already? How can we incorporate that into your, you know, your, your, your life and your timetable right now? Um, or if you are looking to progress that. So, you know, I work on a one-to-one basis. We find out, you know, what you can do, you know, what you want to do. We set short and long-term goals. So short-term goals can be, you know, weekly and we'll go long-term goals monthly or over a long period of time. If you have a, you know, a really set goal in mind physically or mentally, um, and we realise kind of, you know, as we deep, uh, dive deeper into that, you know, we understand like exactly what we want in our week and in our exercise plans themselves. You know, do we want to work in short time bursts and make it really mm. productive? Do we want to exercise in a we feel comfortable? Uh, we're not going to kind of have sensory overload or anything kind of coming into us, which out, out, outside of us, which could affect our, our exercise. Do we want to kind of do it at a time of day? where we're most productive um you know is there particular body movements where you know you feel more comfortable or are you okay with you know raising your heart rate and all these types of things come into it where you know we'll share and i'll take as much information from you as possible to tailor what we do whether it's one-on-one coaching physical coaching session a week or i create programs for you to kind of take on each week have that accountability which is huge and have Mm. that structure so create structure in place for you each day where you have something to go to and think, right, let's fit this in around what I've got on, um, on my plan for today and let's get it done. Um, and that then unlocks that huge sense of achievement at the end because there's something all of us can struggle with, I think, sometimes is seeing that end goal when, mm-hmm. you know, we may never get there, but sometimes we do. But even when we do, like, we miss so many small wins. And I'm such a big believer on taking note and, you know, rewarding yourself those small wins and small goals because, you know, they can be neglected. And when you get to the point where you think, OK, I'm happy now or I'm nearly where I want to be, 
when you look back, you'll realise like all those small little wins, those little weekly goals we ticked off, those kind of, you know, getting that first week of accountability there, getting that first few weeks of structure in place. At the end of the day, these are the things that actually set you on the path to achieving your long-term goal, especially when it comes to exercise. Um, so on a personal basis, that's where we are. And at the moment, I'm only working with two companies at the minute. We kind of I did a pilot test in May um, with a company, remote working company, local to myself, who, you know, understood the uh, mental health benefits of exercise and, you know, really just kind of wanted to make that accessible for, you know, neurodivergent staff. Also, all staff who, you know, understood the importance of you know, regular movement and wanted to include that in their day. Um, so I offer one kind of uh, weekly 30 or 45 minutes online um, exercise classes for companies who are really strong about promoting um, exercise and movement into the day for their employees um, and bringing them together and hopefully, you know, kickstarting them or kind of uh, supporting them on their journey um, to regular movement also. Um, but I'm loving mm-hmm. it. And the the rewards are kind of, you know, seeing my clients and people I work with through hard times, you know, stick to their plans, stick to their movement. And, you know, you know, I had a client um, just recently, uh, a few weeks ago, you know, really struggling um, kind of with their ADHD and the kind of with all things going on, there are a few changes at work. Um, and there was a lot going on and um, it was a hard point. And you know, they said to me, you know, I've stuck to my movement plan. I'm sticking to it. And we got through to the end of that week and we had our accountability call there. And they said, you know, you know what? The movement and having that accountability and having the structure in place where I knew what I had to do and release those endorphins, you know, give myself that dopamine kick. At the end of the week, that contributed massively to, you know, them being you know, back on the good side of things. Um, and that, to me, is the best possible result I could ever have. Those little, those, those, those wins that people tell me about and those conversations we have. Um, and that's why I do it, you know, to make that difference. Yeah, no, totally. Thank you. And thanks for sharing that. It's just uh, really interesting to kind of delve into that and to dive into your kind of mindset and the kind of... Uh, philosophy behind kind of what it is why you do and the particular I think it's fair to say George that any coach or, or, or more or less any coach certainly worth the salt gets into the kind of the coaching game because they they're driven by that passion for helping people mm. to be the best versions of themselves right yeah for sure regardless of whether that's kind of um business coaching, whether that's physical coaching or, or, or life coaching or whatever type of coaching it might be, the, the core driver behind it is coaches have a calling, right, you know, to, to want to help people, to use their, their skill set and their mindset to want to help people to achieve whatever it is that they want to achieve. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that, that kind of that, that passion and that, that motivation just coming out there in, in kind of what you've just shared in terms of who you are as a coach and, and also how you are then driven to help your clients um, achieve, albeit in different spaces, you know, but yeah. still the end, the end kind of goal is to drive forward and get the best results for the client, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and what some and, – and, sorry, what were you going to say there? No, no, I was just going to kind of say, say back at yourself as well, mate. Like, I see kind of whether it's kind of talking to you now or whether it's kind of online and seeing the, kind of the, the words you put out. It's, um, you know, the, one of the main things that I see from you is that, you know, that passion and that willingness that, you know, you, you know your purpose and you're serving your purpose and the difference that you're making is huge. So, no, I just want to make sure you knew, you knew that that was, you know, such a big case for yourself as well, mate. You, you should be really proud. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, George, for sharing that as well. And, uh, you know, and it's a real privilege to kind of have you uh, on the podcast to talk about what it is that that, that you do as well. Because again, I know we, uh, I'm really grateful for that, and and I know that we work in different kind of spaces as well. But there's so much synergy between kind of what it is that that we do, um, ultimately in in the service of our clients' needs and, and and goals and aspirations, right? As well, it's just really kind of fascinating to kind of listen and talk to another coach um, and a neurodivergent coach as well, which, which is always, uh, you know, great to talk to someone who's a neurodivergent coach, but a coach who actually operates yeah. in that kind of similar space, albeit kind of doing different things as well, but kind of working towards always kind of helping our clients who have kind of found themselves stuck with a particular challenge or scenario or situation where they just need someone not to kind of, you know, 
tell them what what the end outcome is for them or what they need to do. Just someone to kind of show them the path and help them along that path as, on that journey. And then when the time is right, to kind of get off that bus, knowing that that client is in is, is in a is in a good place and kind of can, mm. has has the tools and the mindset and the skill set within them to be able to kind of do that as well. Because fundamentally, I don't know about you, George, but I always come into any coaching relationship from a perspective of I believe fundamentally that my client has it in them to achieve what they they need to achieve. My yes, role is yeah. just to help them kind of un, unlock that potential. That That's there. Let's make no yeah. mistake. That's already there is that potential. But mm. sometimes in life, you know, we get we get we get blinded, we get lost. Um, yeah. there's, there's so much going on that we can't we can't see where the path is. We've lost the path. We can't see where the path is, and we don't know how to follow the path to get to to get to the end result as well. And sometimes you just need a bit of a guide along the way as well. And I kind of fundamentally see a kind of coach's role, and I'd be interested to hear your perspective on this, mm. as being that kind of like that Sherpa that guide that just kind of helps you along the path and ultimately you walk through the door but the coach shows you the path yeah no i love, absolutely love that analogy sherpa yeah i might i might steal that if that's okay please <laughs> no. do um but no it's exactly the same and funny actually a few i think it's only a few weeks ago i put a post out saying something really similar here and um, I, I you know i say it in my coaching calls as well you know as blunt as it sounds like i, I don't want to work with you forever you know, and you know, if you do, then fantastic. Yeah. Um, but but the fact is, my and it sounds much similar to yourself. Like me and us winning as coaches and as an effective coach for you is to eventually you get to the point where you go, do you know what, Mike? Do you know what, George? Like I've got this. Like what yeah. you've given me, what you've given me is uh, you know a routine. What you've given me is the tools. It, what you've given me is the toolkit to sit down now on my own and think yeah. right what I've learned for the last few months, what I've learned for the last year or however long, I can now take that upon myself and I'm mentally, I know I'm disciplined enough to do this and I'm motivated enough to do it where yeah. I can carry, I can, I can carry this on my own shoulders um, and I can go and do it. You know, that is, that's the ultimate win, as you said. So yeah, no, completely agree. And I've had, you know, very similar conversations and I try to have as much as I can because I think people really respect that as well. And we all understand that, don't we? You know, like, yeah. you know, me and myself, if I was going to work with a coach, I, you know, I'd want to, of course, at the end, the, the end goal for me, you know, I think for many people, the same are to, like, you know, take full control. And it's like you, yeah. like you said there, we, 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 we want that guidance, you know, we've all got yeah. it in ourselves, as you really well pointed out. We've all got it in ourselves. We've all got the fire in our bellies. We've all got the motivation. Yeah. But like you said, it's just getting those things in place. It's learning things we might never knew. We didn't know. It's, it's getting that toolkit um, re ready to be used for us. So, yeah, no, completely agree with that. Really agree with that. I love that. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, and please steal that Sherpa analogy and and and, and use it yeah. again. Use use it shamelessly. It's just you know, yeah. as as we're talking, I'm kind of picking up the kind of synergies between how we like to kind of get those visual analogies as well to help us kind of define and yes, explain yeah, things yeah. as well. Certainly, something I yeah, no, certainly something I use with my clients is that kind of visualization tool as well. Because sometimes you need to see something, don't you? For it to be mm -hmm. tan tangible and helping the yeah. mind be able to actually see that as, as a kind of real thing just helps 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 the mind to make sense of things as well, I think, doesn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah, no, without doubt. And it's, you know, it kind of goes down to what, right back to school, doesn't it, how you learn or, you know, how you perceive and take things in. It's a case of, I think, you know, when you're being coached or when you're going to coaching, it's understanding as well what, you know, how your client learns, isn't it? It's probably the same as, like, you know, teachers had to kind of adapt for us. It's kind of, you know figuring out you know what you know helps our client you know what you know what, what what makes you kind of work the way you want to work how do you take things in how do you want to be spoken to how do you want to you know, how do you want your program to be sent to you? all these type of things so yeah which comes yeah. back to understand which comes back to understanding one another again doesn't it it is it's, it's it is it's about finding what works best for the client ultimately isn't it not what works for you I guess going back to that education piece there certainly what in education was all about about what worked best for education right mm -hmm. not yeah, not yeah. what not what worked best for you so if you were kind of the the the, the student at school i.e the client of the kind of educational system mm. it's not about what works best for you there then really is it it's about what we're, mm. what works best for the educational system and how you can best fit into that 
Um, and, and that's very different, I think, to when you become an adult. And actually, it's about actually, well, how can I get the best results for me mm-hmm. as well? You know, sort of not how do I fit in, but how do I use what I've got to kind of get me to where I need to be um, yeah. as yeah. well? Um, I mean, we could have a whole other podcast just around education. <laughs> I have, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have, yeah. I have, I have quite strong, strong views on kind of, uh, of of education and my experience of education, and uh, mm. you know, um, and and not all neurodivergent people, shall we say, have a great experience with the educational system. Um, no, well, add me onto that list. <laughs> yes, it's a common theme. Just let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, Pretty much yeah, from sure. anyone I speak to <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the neurodivergent community as well. And, yeah. uh, you know, fascinated to pick your brain sometime about that and your experience with that. As well. yeah, Just definitely. going back to that point around kind of um, the kind of, when you start with a, a client, um, it's it's all about kind of the welcoming them in and kind of exploring where they want to be, where they want to get to and how you can help them and doing that contracting and understanding of them, the values, the alignment, the purpose. But it's also from day one about thinking about, isn't it, about kind of well, what's, the, like you said there, about kind of the ending of relationships as well and that kind of letting them go as well. So right from day one, as a coach, you're almost automatically thinking about how you can end that relationship and how you can let them go. And that might sound like a really horrible thing, but it's not. It's a really positive thing is the ending of the relationship because thinking about the ending of the relationship is thinking about the the most positive, likely end outcome of what that relationship might look like as well. And, and ultimately, as a coach, um, our goal is essentially to make ourselves redundant with the client isn't it it's not about yeah. kind of seeing how long we can stick with that client no matter what that's yeah. that's not that's not coaching that's not supporting the person unless mm-hmm. of course they the, there's a purpose to continue to work with them ultimately you're not thinking about how can i stay with this client as much as possible and take as much money from them as much as possible to kind of further my own needs that's about you then isn't it that's that's not about the client anymore that's about you so it's ultimately we're, we're almost thinking about how do we make ourselves redundant with this client, aren't we? As soon as we actually start with that, we want to make ourselves redundant because when we make ourselves redundant with that client and that client goes off, like you said, with that skill set, that toolkit, that mindset, that's where that's where they, they, they need to be. And that's it. That's We've done the right thing by them then. Um, and obviously that, that doesn't work in, in the case with all clients. And some clients, that relationship might just end, it might break down, and that's perfectly natural as well. But I just wanted to kind of just, just, just kind of highlight that in terms of that kind of, as a coach, the mindset of actually we want to make ourselves, you know, redundant is the kind of purpose that we have as well. What your thoughts were around that? Yeah, it's just it's just such a such an interesting line, isn't it? Because it it sounds so wrong, but you know it, it's so it's so true. And like you just explained perfectly there, it is that case of you know if we've done everything right, if we've got all our ducks in a line over the course of our relationship, you can go and, you know, you can go and do this yourself. That's it. At the end of the day, you know, that's what, that's what, you know, you're coming here for. Um, you know, we've, mm. we've, we've got our own experience, kind of life experience or professional experience. And as all well, the people we're coaching, um, and it's about bringing that together, using you know, everything we've learned, handing as much as we possibly can over in the time we work with you. Just need to pick up and hopefully discover a lot of new things where you can go, yeah, I can do. I can do this myself, and I can take this on myself. And you know, the the power that that will bring, you know, you as a person, when you get to that position, to think, right, do you know what? Like, I'm, I've got this now. I'm in complete control. Like, let's let's go, let's do it. Like, mm. that's just amazing. Like, I speak to. I've, I've got kind of two or three clients now who I, well, I say ex clients, should I say, who you no, know, I don't work with anymore. But fortunately, we keep in touch. We have regular calls every now and then, just checking in, or mm. uh, it just just to keep up. And we became you know, quite close friends. It's 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 just you know see how you're going and see how you're going uh, how you're getting on and like to have that like me personally probably probably the biggest win out of, out of everything i do is that to be honest you know it's seeing something you know somebody that i've you know helped to the best of my ability something i'm passionate about like mm. professionally about myself and like just the people my mission is to help people in general like seeing yeah. that seeing seeing somebody there who's taken in what i've said taking in what i've given to them 
and now rounded out to a position where like just taking complete control ownership and accountability of everything and they're succeeding with it like yeah. i think that's the best we can possibly ask for right yeah definitely definitely and i'm hearing that george i'm hearing it certainly my perspective as, as, as a coach is is um i come at it from a very kind of person-centered holistic mm. perspective um and appreciate there's there's there's, there's as many coaching styles as there are coaches right you know and it's about yeah, kind of yeah, finding yeah. again it comes back to that kind of finding who you are as a person and kind of what you bring to the table and being authentic isn't it as well and kind of part of my yeah. journey of discovery is, is is i'm all about the 100 percent person i don't i'm not mm -hmm. about a client coming to me just as a kind of a problem to solve not not yeah. not at all for me it's about well no as human beings we're much more i think this is probably part of that journey as a neurodivergent person as well it's kind of that you know, we're much more complex and, and complicated than, than that, actually. And it's about mm. understanding that when a person comes to you, they, they, they don't just come to you as a problem to be fixed. They come to you as a human being and working, yeah. with, working with them as a human being to help them kind of work out, you know, what are some of the other kind of things that are going on in their life that, yeah, they could have an overarching goal at the top of that pyramid, that goal pyramid, but actually, what are the kind of the building blocks, the foundational stones underneath all that that can support that to help you get to that as well? Because I don't think there is any quick shortcut wins to helping people to get to where they want to get to. And a goal, no. there's, all, there's always building blocks underneath it as well. And I don't know about yourself, but certainly when clients come to me as a conversation initially, the first conversation will always be kind of a few kind of things. I want to do this, this and this. This is where I want to get to. Yeah, absolutely fine. You know, work with that and that. And then you get into a conversation and literally after that first conversation, actually it's a lot more complex than that. There's a lot, there's a lot, mm -hmm. there's a lot more to it than that. And there's a lot more to you than that as well. And what are your thoughts about that? Is that something that you recognize in terms of some of the clients that you work with? Yeah. No, yeah. Like massively because, you know, I'll kind of go to, oh, I'll go to what I do here. I'll go to exercise. We'll say, well, that first call will kind of, as I say, that discovery call, I'll just try and gain as much information about what you want, you know, the challenge you face as possible. And then we'll kind of talk, or hopefully on another call, we'll kind of go into, right, let's kind of, I'll bring the, I'll bring a plan up on screen. And I'll say, right, this is what I'm going to create for you. This is what I'm going to include as examples. And, you know, even at that point, we could, we, we'll give that the green light. We'll tick that off. We've got three sessions a week that you're going to do two at home and you're going to go to the gym for one. I've planned everything out for you. But, you know, right before we go, or when we start, you know they may suddenly realize oh, actually like i don't kind of like that environment or, or mm. you know i don't i don't actually like that body movement or i i don't i don't like having my heart rate at a high level for a high time because that can increase my anxiety level slightly or mm. stress so so all these things and a lot of it is you know it's completely learned on the job as well because you know mm. exercise routine regular exercise for a lot of us is brand new Mm. that's absolutely fine like we're not you know something i'll be honest i struggle with just the way i am like when i started this work i was like you know, in my head everyone exercises everyone goes out and does like runs and cycles and swims and walks mm. all the time but of course they don't but of course they mm. don't that's completely unrealistic but to me that was normal and mm. you know normal to all of us is so different as, as we yeah. all know um yeah. but yeah in the exercise and the coaching side of exercise and there's things that you know, we pick up things as we go you know we'll get to you may think we have the perfect plan in the first week and you'll, you, you'll, you'll carry it out and you'll go, oh, do you know what? Like that wasn't right for me. Like I didn't want to spend that much time, you know, walk, like, walking. I didn't want to spend that much time in the gym or using these body parts because, you know, this hasn't had the right effect for me. And something I'll always say, like in every single coach call I do is like, like be honest with me. Cause like, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll be a hundred percent in every capacity with you. That's just the way I am. Like if I'm with mm. you, if I'm in your, if I'm in your corner, like, I'm in your corner. Mm. And like, if something isn't working for you, like, just like, tell me, like, tell me straight away. Cause I'd much rather you told me and we can change the plan. So it's, cause what I want is for everything to be tailored to you. You know, I want everything mm. to be as possibly tailored to all your needs as possible. Um, for the best chance of getting results so if something's not aligned or something's not working let me know straight away and we'll get it changed so you're you know right where you need to be um mm. and yeah like you say to answer your question so many things pop up you know right before we get started or once we have got started where we think you know what like that sounded good at the time but realistically like physically that doesn't work for me um and we change it and that's the beauty of having you know a tailored exercise plan to you is that 
you know, I'd like to think I'm one of the few places where you're going to get all of your kind of, you know, all of your ducks in a row. You're going to get everything covered to give you the best chance of carrying it out and, you know, getting that sense of achievement when you finished it. Mm. Mm. Do, you know, do you know what I've just heard there throughout that, George, as well? It resonates so strongly with me. Mm. Is that peace, that conversation that happens up front, and, and, and this is something that I kind of make part of my practice from that very first touch point with any client, is that around bringing your hundred percent self to that to that relationship, and are you able to bring yeah. your hundred relationship? And if you're not, that's mm. absolutely fine. But to manage those yeah. expectations right from day one, if you bring your hundred percent of yourself to this relationship, you're going to get hundred percent of the results. If you mm. bring thirty percent of yourself to the relationship, you're going to get thirty percent of the results. And it's again that kind of visualization, isn't it, as well, and being able to kind of work with the clients so that they understand it's, it's a mutually beneficial relationship isn't it as well because mm. when the client brings themselves and offers themselves fully to that and commits to that and commits to that relationship yeah. and being the self as well ultimately the the, the 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 best results are going to be for them as well but i always like i said i always have that conversation with the client up front because again that's kind of my core value is the authenticity piece that if you're 100% authentic with me, I'll be 100% authentic with you. You know, let's let's take the masks off. And I know that's not an easy thing to do as well. Mm. But ultimately, if we can do that and we can kind of work together without our masks on and be 100% authentic, we're going to get mm. the best results. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a very similar conversation to what I have. And my... My visualization is always with this. I'd always say, you know, if you were if you were training for a run, if you were training for a you know a five or ten k run or longer distance, whatever you go for, if you put your hundred percent into training, you know, you probably got a really really good chance of finishing that race, right? But if you turn yeah. up, if you put 30, 40, 50 percent in training, you miss you know you miss sessions, you're not taking it too seriously, you know, I then put my bet on the fact that there's a good chance you may not finish that, or you may really struggle with pay you know, injure yourself in that race trying to finish or you may not get the time you wanted. So, um, yeah, my yeah. visualisation is always that, you know, that, that run or that event, you know, put 100% in, you're going to finish. If you don't, then, you know, some, the, the end goal might not be what you want. Um, but, yeah, no, for sure, I really agree. Yeah, it's that input-output model, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. And it's like... As I'm sure you have, and I'm sure many of us have, you know, we've I've had, you know, calls where people come on and they, the, the challenges and the, the goal is clear and what they want is clear. But, you know, we kind of end, don't end up working together because, you know, they may not be in the right you know place for right now or they know what they want, but they can't give the time to it. And, you know, just the way things are don't work out. And like you said, that's absolutely fine. You know, once you're in that place or once you're, you know, once you're really feeling like you can give the 100% into this, then you know, come back and I'll, 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 we'll be on the end of the phone ready for you. Like we're just here, um, but it's kind of it's getting to that point, isn't it? It's making sure you've got everything, everything ready um, to be coached as well as to be the person coaching. Yeah, no, totally. And I'm loving what I'm hearing there, George, as well. Uh, I'm really loving that kind of that that sense of ethical practice as a coach as well. It's not just about taking the money off the client, which is which is the easy kind of thing to do. It's mm. actually again, you know, acting ethically and in service of your clients goals and needs right so yeah as you say if, if despite defining with your client early on kind of what it is they want what you can get out of it having a clear plan in place and all the rest of it and kind of having that contracting framework agreed if the client and you can sense that and you have that conversation and if the client isn't able to bring themselves to that for whatever thing that's going on in their lives whatever challenges they're facing then ethically you know that you're not doing the right thing for you or for them by bringing them to that space, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I always, think, I always try and think as well, like, what would I, like, I always try and picture myself in their situation, like, oh, their, their shoes, I'd say, what would I want? Like, like, there's not, like you said, it, it comes down to more than coach or you. Client. Or, yeah. if, if that was me, like, how would, what would I want that person to say? Where would I want to be? What direction would I want to be pointed in? Like, they want to be honest with me, like, so, yeah, yeah no, it, it does come down to that. Yeah, it's integrity, purpose, ethics, mm-hmm. isn't it, as well? And it's it's, yeah. it's it's so it's so good to hear that kind of coming out from you as well in this conversation. But we're just saying, yeah, it was just so great to kind of hear yes. all of that coming out in, in, in that conversation and that kind of that who you are as a coach and, and kind of that holistic approach to coaching that, that we bring to the table with our clients as well. That was just such a, 
a great piece just to explore there, George. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. It was, um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think we can take everything away here, take exactly our focuses away, you know, exercise or whatever, whatever it is, like we as a coach, like I've kind of dialed into or we, we specialize in what our specific areas, like, like you said, it comes down to morals, it comes down to integrity, basic respect, understanding and, you know, care for that person is the fact that, you know, if you're going to work with me, I need to make sure that, you know, I'm ready to work with you and you need to make sure you're ready to work with me because that's how, you know, that's how the relationship's going to be and that's how we're going to get results that, you know, we're going to be putting 100% into getting these results for you um, because we know it's worth it and we know how to do it. Um, so it just comes from, the, it comes from a good place, doesn't it? It comes from a place of caring and understanding the struggles and the challenges, but also coming from a place where we understand what it takes and how to get, you know, to the other side and kind of get to a point where you're comfortable in, you know, taking on these challenges and succeeding. Um, so, yeah. Mm, no, definitely. And I think um, the uh, the words that spring to mind when we're talking about this is it comes from a place of unconditional positive regard towards your client. Yeah, 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 100%. It's, and that, you know, it just it grows so quickly, you know, within our space, I believe, because, you know, you're forming, you know, strong relationships and like, you know, you're the same as myself in the terms that, you know, we really care and like we, we take a deep, you know, we take deep pride and deep, you know, we, we understand our work and we understand the people we work with and we want to learn and know as much about you as possible because that's going to make, you know, our job easier, but it's always going to make it easier for us to kind of get you to where you need to, it's going to make everything come together a lot quicker and more efficiently so you know i, I want to get to know you as much as possible of course yeah i mean it's a relationship isn't it at the end yeah. of the day and it's it, and when you're working when you're in a relationship with someone you know whether that's platonic or whether that's professional when you're in a relationship with someone it has to work there has to be chemistry there there has to be trust there has to be authenticity all of those things are just the same regardless of what that relationship is for any order mm. for any relationship to work all those ingredients need to be in place. And let's make no mistake, when you enter into a coaching relationship, it is that. It's a relationship. And the things that come out in those conversations are things that perhaps you wouldn't even share with your kind of nearest and dearest, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you know you know, you're, you know, it's in good hands, don't you? You know that the person you're, you know, the person you're talking to as well, you know, as much as we love our family and friends, like they may not completely understand what we're saying. You know, they may say, you know, the amount of conversations I've had personally, like they'll say, oh, I, know, I understand, like I get it, you know, but you know, you know, you know th there's a good chance that they actually don't, which is fine because, you know, why mm. would they? Like, they mm. that's, that's fine. They don't have to. But no. you know that, you know, with our coaching, you know, what we've explained and what we, we with together, we're working on a challenge. Like mm. we both know what, is going on and we both understand these these thoughts and ideas that we're having so the comfort mm. of conversation is like I, said, I do think it's on another level which is something that in itself is amazing to have the ability to be able to, be able to do with somebody like a coach isn't it it's a privilege to be part of a client's journey as well isn't it and to yeah. thinking of it from a from a kind of neurodivergent perspective as well to, to kind of have that what you don't often have as a neurodivergent person is, is a psychologically safe space to be yourself and to have mm -hmm. these levels of conversations. And just to touch back to that touch point about kind of, you know, even with your nearest and dearest. So for my own example is I would never have been comfortable having a conversation with kind of like my, my, my mum or my family or even yeah. my, my partner, my wife about kind of some of the, the kind of, challenges that I've faced as a neurodivergent person because they mm. just wouldn't get it. They just wouldn't understand it. They wouldn't get it. It wouldn't make sense to them as well. That then would have a kind of knock-on effect on me and so on and so forth. So having that safe space and that relationship with someone, as I think you said really early on in this conversation today, George, yeah. that just, just gets that as well. That yeah. just gets that as well. It doesn't mean that you're kind of forming any kind of judgments on what they look like, who they are as a person or anything. They just understand some of those those challenges that you've uh, that you've been through and that you face as well and can contextualize that as well and create that psychologically safe space for you as well yeah yeah definitely and i think you know what you said there is friends and family you know it's like wives you know husbands girlfriends boyfriends you know it's all you know your close family it's 
it's not only is it difficult sometimes to have a challenge, sometimes, you know, you feel like you want to, but it may just be four nollies that, you know, can't understand. And it's that then, that then can become frustrating. And it's, I think the beauty of having a coach and, you know, all our different areas and our, where we, where, where we specialize in, as we've said before, like, but I'll just use exercise as it's my place. Like, I think one of the most, one of the best things about what I do is like, we'll have these challenges, these, these hard conversations where we're really trying to figure out, you know, what it is that we need to help our get a routine and, you know, get fit or get in these exercise structures is that, you know, you could go to, um, people definitely people have spoke to you can go to your gym you can go to your nearest leisure center or you can go to these online coaches and mm-hmm. you know as as amazing as they will be like this is not me downplaying anyone at all like, i'd never dream mm-hmm. of doing it mm-hmm. they, like they just they may not understand which you know they wouldn't like why would they like that that's not mm-hmm. hasn't been a part of their life like yes. their, their strengths and their thought process and focus isn't something completely different and we'd all be the same like mm-hmm. if i you know I didn't live with Tourette's and ADHD. Like, of course, I wouldn't think about it. Like, unless I was yeah. prompted to or had, had the need to. So yeah. it's about understanding that. But then the exercise side of things, people come you know, to me as a coach who, and they'll say, right, well, okay, well, he does understand that one thinking this. He he does understand the thought process of why I can't do that. Like, he understands why I can't seem to reach this goal or why I need structure mm. and accountability. Like, and there's that level of understanding which. You know, you may not get from you know somebody who wouldn't understand as 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 they wouldn't. You know, so I think it almost gives us a really kind of helpful advantage from both sides to be able to get to you know where we want to be at a good pace, at a comfortable, growing pace. Yeah, absolutely. You get no argument from me on neurodivergent people having a competitive edge. I hundred <laughs> percent wholeheartedly agree with that as well. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's about that's a journey in itself is discovering what your competitive edge is because we've all got mm. one and it's actually yeah. finding, finding what that competitive edge is and, and what's, what, what talents and skills do you have despite the challenges and how then can you harness them? How can you ride that wave with those talents to kind of get you to where you want to be and to be successful as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt, mate. Listen, George, it's, it's been an, absolutely fascinating conversation and, and literally i think it could go on for another few hours i oh, know i looked at the time then i was like oh my word it's absolutely but flown but no thank we, you we, we've we've had absolutely loads of fun on this we've had loads of technical issues which is which is also a challenge in itself but i think that kind of shows the agility of our kind of uh, mindset as well all the different kind of experimental ways we kind of worked around to make this work as well and i think i've switched locations about five times as well to try to find somewhere where there's a reception where I can do it as well. But just yeah. being outdoors yeah. today, George, just being outdoors with you today. Uh, and I know you are the same. We've heard the seagulls. We've heard the trucks. We've heard, you may have heard even a, a wild cat. Then I just bumped into meowing along the way yeah. on one of the kind of nature trails that, that I'm on. I hope that comes out in the podcast. Cause, yeah. But just being outdoors, I mean, how great is it? I mean, just, just experiencing the nature and outdoors and it just feels so liberating and just kind of freeze freeze your mind freeze those creative juices and that energy doesn't it just being outdoors and taking it all in it does it does and it's beautiful it's it's you know it's a non-negotiable part of my day spending time outdoors whether it's walking it's a run it's you know walking the dog it's you know it's a necessity and i just think connecting with nature at the start of the end of the day it puts you in a headspace where you know like we said kind of in one of the um failed recordings like ideas and these nearly you know, these thoughts come around your mind and the creativity and these conversations like just everything just flows like like it would like you wouldn't believe like it's different when you sat down at the desk or it's different when you sat yeah. down watching telly like you're moving your body you, you know you're releasing those endorphins you're kind of giving your brain that time and that movement space to kind of you know bring new thoughts create new ideas and you know having a conversation you may never have had and you always come back from it, you know, in a better place. And it's one thing I'll say about exercise and being outdoors is actually the exact same. Like you'll never regret it. You never regret no. it. No, no, it's, 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 I heard it described the other day by someone really nice is kind of let nature lead the way. Yeah. And I, I think, I th- I, and I think that is just, it's just so beautiful, isn't it? That, that kind of just let nature, let, let nature lead the way. And, and it does, it just kind of guides you, kind of your mind kind of follows. It sees the, the sights when you're out about the trees, the leaves rustling in the wind, mm-hmm. the things that are happening around you. It just disconnects you from all of those other, that noise that's just happening in life, doesn't it, as well? It yeah. takes you to a different place that helps unlock another part of your brain where you can really kind of 
get that creative energy and those thoughts and, and gets that, that time and that space to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beyond words. And like, you know, I kind of, I am, um, so 2017, I started paddleboarding and surfing. And, um, you know, I, in my past life, I must be a fisherman or something, but like, I'm just, <laughs> then, I'm, I'm just drawn, I'm, I'm lucky where I live on the Isle of Wight, I'm just drawn to the sea life ever. I've had a bad day or kind of a really hard working day. You could have been a pretty productive one. Like if I need it, like I'll just, you know, I've got my paddleboard and my board in the back of my car. Like I'm 10, 50 minutes away. I'll just go sit on the water. I'll just go yeah. sit and I'll just bob or I'll kind of have a little you know, play about. Like that to me being there is, yeah, you know, is as beautiful as it has been in the forest or you know, going through the fields. It's, yeah, yeah, it gives you something that you just don't get. No, it's, you, you're right. It's a connection, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a deep, a deeper level of connection that it gives yeah. nature, yeah. which locks some unlocks something really natural and, and authentic <laughs> about yourself as well. I find that yeah. really ben- really benefits that conversation as well. I think today, if we'd have just been sat behind two desks with headphones on, yeah, we'd have had a great conversation. But I'm not sure it would have kind of felt as authentic as what this one has. If I'm just being absolutely honest with you. Oh no, no, no not not a chance. Like I would have been all like, <laughs> but yeah. Well, first of all, I would have been stood up and down ten ten times. So, <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly, I would, exactly. I would have been fiddling or throwing something about. But yeah, it, like you say, it's that. It just like you say, I just use the word flow. It just allows everything to flow a little bit better. It does. It's organic, isn't it? It's organic. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Listen, at this point, I think it's, it's, I'm going I'm to kind of wrap our conversation up and just kind of ask you for any kind of final thoughts or reflections and kind of what's been kind of your experience and your takeaways from our conversation today, George? Yeah, no, I think we'll kind of, uh, first thing to say from my side, Mike, is just like, thank you for the time. Thank you for, you know, just such an authentic, as we've said, and honest, engaging and you know, energetic conversation. You know, it's what we're about. And I think it's so important that we do as much of this as we possibly can. Um, and yeah, I think the takeaways is, you know, I love the fact that we spoke about personal life experience and kind of, you know, from education to you know, how we how we perceive things, even how we, you know, do things on a daily basis to, you know, our professional work and our work as a coach and how, you know, we develop our relationships and how we you know, achieve the results we want. Um, and I love that, in both of those areas we came you know back to you know being authentic being you know mm. being our true selves and being a given a hundred percent of ourselves to everything being honest holding that integrity and our pride high um and i think you know in the neurodiverse it being being neurodiverse you know i think it's it's so important to do and i think it's something that we, it resonates with us all um so i'm just so happy that we got that across and i hope that's going to come across well to listeners and um yeah my takeaway is that it is just so powerful to be you know in that in, in that mindset and to be speaking with um you know so many awesome individuals like yourself who understand and are in the you know, position in their life to to be pushing that and be proud of that so yeah no thank you thank you for everything mate no thank you and thank you for such a rich authentic conversation as well and uh, just kind of leave you with kind of a, a final kind of quote um from one of my favorite kind of uh, artists as well and that's uh you got to be yourself. You can't be no one else, and that's from Oasis, and that kind of really resonates. You gotta I think. be yourself. <laughs> that's the one. That's the Mate, one. That's you know, the abs- you got, there you go. Best friends already. I saw him at Nebworth in May. I'm I'm totally, absolutely, hundred percent jealous and, and envious <laughs> that you that you did, uh, and it's, it's hopefully one day that we'll get back together. And oh, uh, per- perhaps, perhaps we could have a date at some point, George, and we can go rock out and see Oasis together. Oh, that is, yeah, but that that'd be the day to end all days for me. That'd be the one. The uh, yeah, the, the, they're the kings, the kings. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, just finally, George, I mean, me and you will keep the conversation going offline. I'm sure we will. And I think, I think what yeah, I've uh, from our conversations and from getting to know you, I can kind of feel that developing kind of chemistry and friendship um, and synergy between us there anyway, going forwards. Yeah, but for some of our listeners who kind of might want to kind of connect with you and find out more about kind of you and what it is and what you do and maybe benefit from some of that coaching that you provide as well. Just tell our listeners how they can connect with you and get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. So, um, Across LinkedIn um, and Instagram, kind of the main kind of place where I kind of put my energy into. So the ND Coach um, on Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, email address is the ND Coach at Outlook.com. Um, and then, um, yeah, my number, I'll kind of 07387 
184356. Um, <laughs> I've done that really official, but yeah, any, anything you want to kind of get in touch with, if it's a conversation, a chat like this, if it's down to coaching, um, you know, please feel free to check out my posts and you know, leave a comment on there if anything kind of resonates or makes sense of you as well. And um, we can pick up a conversation um, or yeah, get in touch with me by any of those ways. But um, yeah, I'd be um, buzzing to speak with you and see uh, what we could do. That's perfect. That's perfect. And I'll drop all of those links into the uh, the show notes as well after we've uh, after we've stuff. wrapped and, and I've pulled all this together. But finally, George, just from me, thank you again so much for connecting. Thank you for kind of sticking with it and all the, the technical challenges. I said, didn't I, right up front, it was an experiment. I didn't know it was going to work, but we both were really keen to do it as well. And yeah, we got I think it eventually, when we got there, it worked really well and I, I've certainly really kind of felt the benefit of this conversation I've really enjoyed it and yeah. I'd like to do more of these kind of outdoor kind of conversations be that with kind of clients or be that kind of with podcasts take more of myself outdoors so I can bring more and more more of my authentic self to those conversations as well so so yeah. thank you for being very much part of this uh, this conversation today and for bringing yourself to the conversations Pleasure. in such an authentic way as well and uh, yeah, I look forward to keeping our conversations going, George, and uh, have a wonderful uh, day and, and week ahead. Certainly will, Mike. Yeah, look forward to speaking soon, mate. And again, thank you so much for the call. Hope everyone listening has a beautiful day as well. And yeah, enjoy the week and the weekend, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for now. Bye. Bye-bye. What a great conversation that was. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did and I hope that you was able to take something away from that conversation too. If you've listened to that conversation and you've thought, I'm really interested and curious about working with a coach like Mike, then get in touch with me. Check out my website at www.bebrilliantpeople.com, contact me on LinkedIn or drop me an email at hello at bebrilliantpeople.com and I look forward to hearing from you and helping support you or your organisation on your journey. Thank you and thanks for listening.